right, I am ready, fam. We are back this week with another interview, and it's going to be a good one. I have Katie Rollins here, and um, before I have her introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit more about you, I want to set the stage of like what we're going to be talking about and a little context for how Katie and I know one another, and then we're going to hear all from her. Um, so today, I wanted to talk about, you know, a theme on my podcast, a theme like in my social media has been recognizing that a lot of you here listening, we can struggle with like people pleasing and struggling to be our full authentic selves, say what's actually on our mind. Um, and that's hard for us. And so I wanted to bring Katie in as someone who can really speak, I think, and, um, not only how she presents on the outside, if you follow Katie, you, you know her, you know her personality, but also like does the work and takes care of herself and has gotten to know who she really is um, and can speak to it from that lens too. But we're going to talk about being like unapologetically yourself and like what that means and how we can get ourselves closer to that um, for those of us that really you know that this is hard for us. So I'm excited for this conversation. And the little context of how Katie and I know each other is um, through our mutual friend, Colleen. And a lot of times on these episodes, it's funny that I'll say like, we've never actually met in person, but I get to say that I have <laughs> met Katie in person. Um, the wonderful world of the internet is awesome for connecting, but it's really fun when you like know the person and spent at least a little bit of time in person. So Katie and I last summer in the heat of June down in Tampa, um, <laughs> got to spend some time together at Unconventional. Um, chatted by the pool, we had, you know, dinners and just time together. And it was really wonderful um, to get to know her. She's been in direct sales growth community as not only a member, but has trained a few times. Um, and so it's just really wonderful to have you here. Thank you for being on I Am Ready. Thank you. Uh, that was like the absolute hottest time in the planet <laughs> to go to Tampa as well. I'm thinking back to that now. <laughs> like, when Kelly told me, it's like, are you sure we, we don't want to go somewhere else? In that June? was so fun though. It was, that great. was great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here, Megan. Thanks. Okay. So now please tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are and, and what you're all about um, so they can get to know you if they're not already following. Yeah, sure. So hi, I'm Katie. My name's Katie Rollins, actually, um, which is my married last name. And I don't know what it is about the last name Rollins, but it's no one in my entire life ever referred to me by just my last name until I got married and everyone calls me Rollins now. And I don't know why it's very weird. Um, but yeah, so I am, I mean, how do you describe yourself? Okay. So I'm 41 currently. I live out in right outside Louisville, Kentucky with my husband and two boys and two dogs. And I'm just surrounded by, by boys and stink all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, Let's see. I have been in direct sales since 2013. Um, last year, I really kind of ventured out and I was like, you know, what? I really just want to start including I, I like creating courses. I like teaching things. I was never a teacher. I didn't, you know, I'm not traditionally trained as a teacher, but through my experience in direct sales, I definitely had a lot of great opportunities for leading others and then skills I had and strengths. They were like, hey, let's have her also help with the company. So I've put together quite a bit of educational things that have worked really well in our company. And I realized I really do actually enjoy the, that modality of helping people in coaching through creating courses. So I have been course creating and one-on-one -on -one coaching since, let's see, March of this year was when I really kind of branched off and started doing that. 
Um, absolutely love it. And then I found human design a um, couple months back through our friend Allison Cullen. And I had a chart reading with her and found out I'm a projector. And I'm sure you guys, you guys did an episode about human design, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm sure you guys already have already dive into human design, but that's when I found out I was a projector and it just cracked open this completely other perspective of how I view my, not just business, but me as a whole person. Um, and so I've recently kind of layered that into my work too, but aside from work, because that's like not what we're all about. I'm really just, I don't know, Megan, I'm really just here trying to have a good time with the short time we have on this earth. For me personally, social media has been a playground. I, I know a lot of people have a lot of different feelings about it for the most part on just about most days. I absolutely love getting into Instagram. I love seeing what people are doing. I like listening to people. I like consuming content. Um, it took some work to get there because I've really had to curate my entire experience of social media to be something that I'm enjoying to consume. And that has really helped me with making sure that I'm curating like an ecosystem that when they come to my social media, that it's something that they're enjoying and they can get a pretty hot take pretty quickly on if I'm the kind of personality that they want to be around or not. Um, our friend Colleen, we we actually did a podcast interview that's uh, going to be rolling out this week or next week where we were talking about exactly that. We're like, you know, I've built my whole business on social media. And the reason that I feel like I've had you know, if you want to call it successors, because people know exactly what they're getting. Like if someone's going to invest in one of my courses or someone joins in my team, like they know who they're getting based off of who I am on social media. There's no surprises. And I know that, you know, we we're going to talk about authenticity today, but in large part, I think um, I had, and we'll kind of get into that, I guess, after this introduction, but um, in large part, I think I, I accidentally like figured out the trick to being authentic on social media way before I ever used it for business. And that has been something that I really enjoy teaching other people. So we'll talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that don't follow Katie, I mean, we'll put everything in the show notes, but that is, I mean, like how you just described it of like, I think you're to the point where, um, you could like some, I could be swiping. And if I see something, I'm going to know that it's you without Mm -hmm. even having to read your handle, you know, like that whether it's, it's your humor, it is like, like boldness and directness, whether it's, um, the creativity, like all the things like, um, and, and that's why I knew that you'd be a perfect person to have like a conversation like this, because, um, I think a lot of us would aspire to be that, right. We're like, not just a highlight reel in social media, but like, if someone met me in person, if someone met me in a business setting, if someone met me at the park, if someone, you know, in all these different facets, they're they're going to know all parts of me. And like, for some of us, that's more of a struggle. And so before we, yeah, before we dive more into that, what do you, um, how would you describe like authenticity? Like, what does that mean? Or like, what is your take on being authentic? It's a great question. How would I describe authenticity? It's, it's like, I want to use the word boldness, but I want to say that without people translating that I mean you have to be the loudest you have to be over the top you have to stand out because it's really not actually that like I think the going into just boldly owning who you are and not being afraid of if someone doesn't subscribe to who you are 
that does take some bravery. It does take some just like, okay, I have to be okay with if someone finds my content or someone meets me and they realize that person's really not my my jam. I have to be okay with that and not make that, turn that into something that makes me spiral or turns that into something that keeps me from showing up because I know this sounds cliche, but the thing that, and I'm assuming this question has to do with social media, but I think just in life in general, like I, Megan, you could probably agree. And I think anyone listening to agree, like we can recognize pretty quickly when someone is or isn't for us and we don't make it bad about wrong about the person. Usually I don't think for the most part that we're just like, oh, well, that person's not for me because she's ick. We can say like that person's not for me because she cusses and I don't, or that person's not for me because she's, you know, she's hand making everything in the house. And my kid is exclusively eating microwaved food. Like we can understand that, like we can still like people, but we can know that they're not really like our soul squad on social media. And so authenticity for me is boldly owning. If you are a very quiet, vanilla, not going to rock the boat person and being really happy and proud of that because it's cliche, but it empowers all of the other people who are exactly like you to find a safe landing spot when they come when they come across you. And I I don't know. I try not to get too much in my head about it because as a like real human, sometimes when I do get too much in my head about like, but do I really care if people don't like me or people don't like what I have to say or how I say? I'm like, of course, we all care. Like everyone has a desire and a need to be liked. But I think it's more about not worrying about what you're not and just fully embracing what you are, the more that you do that, the more comfortable it becomes. And so that's really, for me, I think that's what authenticity is. Yeah. I mean, and I love that because it's not just, it's not just the outward expression. It's not just how I interact. It's not how I look. It's not my behaviors manner. It's like, it's like the internal contentment. It's the mm-hmm. internal like peace is, is probably for a lot of us, the, the biggest, the biggest factor, right? If some, something's going on and I speak up and give my opinion and someone gets pissy about it, like yeah. I might be able to be like, well, no, I really, I really believe what I said. Like, mm-hmm. or, or I really stand by what I said, but it's all the like, but how did I say it? Was that wrong? Should I, wait? Yeah. you know, like then that second guessing and that, yeah, the spiraling and like now what's yeah. going to happen. And that's not, that's just not sitting in that like contentment or pride with, with who I am. And I think for yeah. a lot of people, I'm glad you said that because it's not just outwardly like, yes. And, and let me preface all of this. Anybody listening is there are certain contexts where we do mold ourselves a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? A little bit. There there is some being PC in certain situations, or sometimes we're going to make the decision. This isn't worth it to Mm -hmm. act exactly how I want or say like, okay, that's totally fine. Like, but we're saying like as a whole here. So just to put the context out there. And something on that too, that I think is important to remember because like I have to remind myself about this too because I do have sometimes comments or messages and by the way just to preface like I'm not out there doing like crazy things on social media I'm just not afraid to say the f word and I'm kind of perverted because I was a bartender for a really long time and I just started realizing I think that like I don't know all those perverted jokes are pretty funny so I share a lot of off the wall memes and I'm not afraid to say certain things that I think you know, I know not everyone may love, but there's definitely women like me who think a lot of these things are funny. So when I say those things, I know that's not going to be for everyone. And so sometimes I'll get that 
so people will let me know. And the mm-hmm. thing is, is I've had to, I heard this um, from Alex Hermosi, which is like a bro's bro. He's all, but he's just like the, like, get up at 5am and work and don't worry and make $20 million. But like, I don't necessarily resonate with a lot of how he does things, but his approach and thought process behind being okay with exactly how he is, I really enjoy. And he said something that I heard a year and a half ago that was like, that's what I'm going to take. He said, I have to stop trying to make myself right. I can be wrong. Other people can be right. Their opinion of me could be completely right. And it is okay. Like, I don't have to try to convince them why they're wrong. Let them be right. Because who am I to say that they're wrong? He's like, if if they don't like the way that I work, they're probably right. I don't know. How am I supposed to know? But how I do things feels good for me. How I do things is my belief system that's getting me where not just where I want to be, but where I'm content, where I'm joyful, where I'm, you know, attracting more things that I want. So maybe I'm wrong, but maybe they're wrong. We're never going to know. So I take that too, because that does help me with when, you know, if I get an opinion or I get someone that doesn't appreciate my personality or doesn't think what I have to say on something is the right thing. I literally say, I'm like, I don't know, maybe you're right, but thank you for sharing it with me. Like, <laughs> It's not going to change what I think. And I think that's an important thing to authenticity too, is like boldly being okay with, you might even be wrong per se, but I don't, I don't know who's actually saying what's wrong or right. So I don't know. That helps me. Yeah, for sure. I, I yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit of, you know, humility or a little bit of flexibility or any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. about it. Like, it's not just let me prove it. Let me prove it let me bend over backwards to make sure you, someone else is okay with it. Like, yeah, yeah, they might be, I love that. That's, yeah. that's a good one. So then, so then let me ask the follow-up to, to what authenticity is or what it means to you and say like, so who is like, who is Katie unapologetically? Like what oh, are man. some things about you that, you know, like you've come to know about yourself and like who you really are with everyone, you know, in any setting, like. Sure. Okay. So who am I? I have a perspective I think is unique. I don't think it's special, but I just think it's unique. Mm-hmm. And there are there seems to be ways that I can see things and then explain it to people that helps them be able to look at things differently or get the angle that they needed to process and walk through it. Mm-hmm. And I've learned this through time, but I've observed that the more I would share my experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, and not get so much in my head about like, why are you really going to talk about this right now? Because you, you may get opinions about what you don't want. The more I got comfortable with sharing the good in my life, what I see, the bad in my life, what I see, the hard things, the wonderful things, all that, the more that I shared that, the more and more and more and more people started coming out thanking me for doing it and saying, I've needed this because I've been walking alone through this. And when that clicked for me a couple of years ago, I realized that people are looking and I know it's social media and everyone says like, you know, we're connecting through social media. I truly think people feel more alone now than they ever have because we're observing everyone. We're just observing everyone's life through pixels on the screen, through swiping. And we're observing the distance between us and what they have or what, how they're showing up or how they're doing things. And people are desperately looking for someone to show them that they are living, that they're thinking exactly the same that they are. And so the more that I have just leaned into knowing that probably point, point, 
or 0.007% of people that come across me on social media are going to be like, oh my God, that's my person. But when those people that are like, oh my God, I've been looking for this. I've been looking for this perspective. I've been looking for someone to say this in a way that makes me feel safe to feel this way or to think this way or to do things this way. Like that's who I'm making content for. I'm That's who I'm talking to. And I used to get in my head a lot about, and I did, I got about my mother-in-law seeing things or like, what if my mom's cousin sees this and like this is embarrassing and I'm like I'm not I'm not here for them like I'm not making content for them I'm not sharing this for them I'm sharing it for the people that need it so even if it's just something to make them laugh or it's something to make them think that is who I am I'm doing that for myself because I'm putting out the stuff that I really would genuinely enjoy to consume as well and making sure that the people that need to be able to find me can actually find me because they're going to find it through that content yeah so <clears throat> I'm going to ask the intriguing question then, because so what, what is it like for you then? Like you've come to that place, you're more accepting of it. You kind of filtered out, like, I'm not making stuff for everyone. And so it's okay if people don't like it. So how is it? And, and I know that everyone listening may not be um, as active on social media. And we're just talking because that has, mm-hmm. you know, that has been Katie's vehicle. And for anyone that doesn't know, she has built several very successful businesses. She has a large following. So she, she does have a presence that many of us may not. And, but it's, it's still the same conversation. This is just her vehicle. Um, so what is it like for you? Or then like, what goes down when you are by your mother-in-law or, you know, like (laughs) after you, after you've said what you had to say and share the funny stuff or whatever. And then you come across some of these people that even though you're like, okay, I didn't do this for them, but then (laughs) what's that like? Well, this is the unsexy fun part. So now it's been a decade of actually it's been longer than a decade of just posting and saying whatever I want on the internet. So I've gotten very comfortable with it now. And my everyone is just whatever. They may be muting me. They may not see my stuff or they may. I know my sister-in-law likes the hell out of my funny memes. Um, But the thing is, is like way back in the day when I started just using social media unapologetically with things that I thought were funny and things I thought were inspiring and the truths and the stories. I will preface by saying, Megan, that stories I share that are personal, if they include other people, I don't share them. Like other, like I'm not going to include story, like even just, you know, my, we just navigated my father's passing and I did not talk about him being sick for three and a half years because it wasn't just my story, my sister, my brother. I didn't want them to have, if they're not sharing it, I'm not going to share it kind of thing out of respect for them. But the thing is, is way back when this, when I really first started just using social media as a vehicle for just fun and showing up and being me, I did have opinions and not everyone's going to subscribe to this. And it may have made an offer, an awkward Thanksgiving or two, but I was removing people that when face to face, they had something to say about it that made me feel not good. Cause I was just like, you know what the reality is, is like, I can text them pictures of my son. I can send them updates. If they're not, if they are not, and they're my family or friends, if they're not enjoying my social media, I'm not going to make them see it. So I would remove people. I, I didn't do the whole block thing. If they went back and refollowed me, that is entirely a different thing. That's where I'm like, listen, I don't know what to tell you, but you seem to be seeking out the content that you're not liking on my page. So if that's the case, I will cont- like, I'll remove you. And it was somewhat awkward because it's true. People don't want to hear that, that like, why am I looking at them? Because like, I, you know, even now I'm 41. That was, I was late twenties, early thirties. I'm like, I am a grown adult. I'm going to put whatever I want to put up here. If it's a silly meme and it makes me laugh, 
but it makes you think that was, you know, absurd or something like that. Like, I don't know why you keep looking at it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you have your own personal power to do that. So that was, I don't experience any of that anymore. Like literally anything, my family, everyone, they support what I'm doing. I, it took, this is my belief. This was my belief, my vision that has now turned to be completely true. I'm very supported by social media, by everyone. Like I don't get a lot of, I don't get negative things. I very, very rarely, if a complete stranger bulldozes in with some opinion, I'm like, oh, you're lost, but it doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't, I, I have a great experience on social media now. Yeah. And I love that again, here's this bringing this maybe good reminder or this unique perspective that rather than doing all this internal spiraling about should I have, shouldn't I have, what does this say about me? And, and, and really doubting and questioning yourself is you kind of put the question back on them. Right. And, and not to be rude or judgmental, or again, make you right and them wrong is it's like, then you don't need to be here. Yeah. So rather than turn it into some sort of, you know, question or flaw about, about you, about me, I can just say like, yeah, you, you can unfollow me or, or I'll remove you. And, yeah. and if you keep coming back and even though I've removed you and you still have a snide, passive aggressive, smart ass comment to make the next time we're together, I, I can flip it to you. Right. To be like, yeah, I'm like, I literally don't know how to help you. If you yeah. keep coming and sipping yeah. from the straw that irritates you, <laughs> like yeah. stop, and stop consuming it if you don't enjoy it. And yeah. it also goes back to, to like, not making other people wrong, but I'm also not wrong either. I'm just like, I don't, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, we're talking a little bit more social media, but for anybody that, you know, when they think of family get togethers, when they think of certain interactions with certain people and it brings a ton of anxiety and dread and they know there is, maybe there's tension or maybe there's conflict because personalities don't mesh and opinions and belief systems aren't aligned. And and, but you, you find yourself, you know, anyone listening to me, if you find yourself that you're the default is to constantly like criticize or question or like get all weird within yourself. I think a lot of what Katie is saying is like trying to really make it neutral and, yeah. and take right, wrong, good, bad out of it. Like, okay, aunt Susie, you believe something totally different than I do. And neither one of us has to be right or wrong. And I definitely don't have to like mold myself to make you happy every Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. And like, that's not have the conversation then. Or, or Aunt Susie, why are you talking to me about this again? Because we clearly don't agree and you don't like what I have to say. Yeah. So let's just drop it. And that's just it. The same rules apply in real life. And I think that there are ways, like I do this in real life, not just on social media, but I think there are definitely ways to be graceful. I think that there are ways to not like, I won't create content or start conversations where entire groups of people that don't agree would feel terrible if they heard my thought or opinion on it, because I don't see a point in that. Like, honestly, Um, it's just kind of one of those things and it's picking and choosing too. It's like, if, if I wouldn't, if I don't want to argue, I'm not going to approach and talk about all the things I'm not just so the people who are will be mad about it. I'm just going to talk about the things that I am, the things that, you know, I see value in being a belief system for me. But again, you can do that. Like the authenticity doesn't have to be like, I'm excited now to hurt people's feelings that don't agree with me because that's just 
unnecessary, I personally think. And there are people that will want to not agree and not agree aggressively. Hell, my husband's kind of this way, honestly. And it's gotten to the point now where like he understands there are conversations I'm not available for. Like, it's just not going to happen. I'm not, it doesn't matter what my thought or opinion is on it. I'm also not going to electively put myself into situations, conversations where I know I'm going to have to I have to defend my thought on something when I'm not going to ever try to convince them why their thought is wrong. So it's just, you know, again, I think it's just choose it, like not picking your battles, but choosing what you, their boundaries, what you're okay with discussing, what you're okay with not. And the boundaries are for you. It's not to stop them from doing things, but it's for you. Yeah. Yes. As you were talking, that word kept circling like this Mm -hmm. and you have, so fair to say, like you would feel like you have pretty good boundaries in place that you Again, whether it's certain conversations, certain people, um, you you have boundaries in place that protect you and keep you, you know, from, you know, the people or situations that could send you into a spiral, right? Like if I know, yeah. you know, these things are going to happen, I'm either going to be in really intentional about how I'm showing up or what I'm talking about or whatever, but also we can have good boundaries as a, as a way to remain unapologetic, right? Like you're very, you're definitely helping me recognize that I do because I'm, th- it's funny. Cause I'm like, do I have good boundaries? I'm like, I do. And this was a big human design thing too, that helped me as well. Um, as a projector, I realized that like, I would, I used to really insert my opinion on things very often when no one was even asking. And then I would get triggered when they didn't care or they came back thinking what I said was wrong. I'm like, how can you think that way and feel that way? That was very old self me. But what's funny now is I will, when there are conversations happening that I just don't want to be a part of or don't want to end up getting looped into it, like it is, that is on me to make that decision not to do it. That is on me to keep my mouth closed. That is on me to like, see, like, see it through is kind of a thought process I have too. I'm just like engaging in this right now. What happens? Like see myself an hour from now. Am I pissed off? Am I now gossiping? Am I like in this thing where I'm just like, how did I do this? And it's because I went there when I knew that I didn't want to be where the end result would take me. So there are absolutely boundaries in place that people have stopped trying to loop me into conversations that I'm just not going to have. I'm not willing to have. So thank you for reminding me. Cause I was like, I guess I do actually have pretty good boundaries. I didn't, I didn't and it makes that. sense, right. That if you're able to really stand firmly and again, whether it's, it's some of your personality traits, what you find funny, your beliefs in certain things, whatever the case may be like standing firmly in just who you are for a lot of us, is going to, as much as the boundary setting at times can be uncomfortable. And then like the keeping of the boundaries is usually the test mm. uh, for a lot mm-hmm. of us, but it, it, it's going to be easier to feel settled and content and proud of who I am when I don't have all these leaky boundaries, when I'm not just tossing myself anywhere and everywhere. And like you yeah. said, at the end of it being like, how did I get here? Why do I feel so miserable? Like what in the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, and so then how did you get here? So I heard you say a couple of times, like, that's very old me, or I heard you say like, that maybe used to like make me spiral. So this isn't that you, most of your life, this is absolutely not. No, I was a wild people pleaser Mm. and I was absolutely miserable. I mean, it was just, I like, 
I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's experience. I don't know if it's because like in the journey of entrepreneurship, I just realized that I was already doing a lot and spending time being frustrated or upset or angry just felt like a literal waste of time. But there's only so many times you could recognize that you are in recurring situations that feel shitty where you have to take ownership that you are the problem. Like you are like you are. I'm the problem. It's me. I'm electing to respond this way every time. I'm always the one that's inserting my opinion. I'm like people pleasing was for me, it was a little bit different because I didn't know who I was for a really long time. And I don't know what there wasn't something specific that I think that led me to realize that like, I do like this. I don't like this. I am comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this other than just trial and error and the people pleasing in me used to be the person that was always up for like oh you want to shit talk I'll shit talk with you oh Mm -hmm. you want to um I don't know you want to just like not go after things and justify why you're unhappy I'll definitely justify that with you like because that is a form of people pleasing too I think it's just being the one available to enable people being unhappy And it made me unhappy because I just started to recognize, especially when I found entrepreneurship. I mean, hell, when I found direct sales, I was just like, this is the first group of people I've seen that actually like want to focus on the future. Like they're not focusing on what they're unhappy about right now. They're focusing on what they want to do instead. And yes, the vehicle of it was direct sales, but I was like, it was so much more than that. I was just, I was finally surrounded with people that just were like curious versus stuck. And so I think that really was kind of the entry point to starting to recognize, like, if we're going to spend time doing personal development, we're going to spend time putting ourselves in rooms with positive people. Like, what are the things that we're still spending our energy on that are like working against the growth? So that I think that was where I just started to realize it definitely was a process. There wasn't something like I didn't wake up one day and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of people pleasing. I'm going to just own it. I'm just going to do the things. It's just after a while, you just, you do enough things that don't feel good where it's like you have to, you wouldn't let your kid just continuously injure themselves over and over and over again without intervening. But we, we have a tendency to do that to ourselves. Yeah. So. Another really, I mean, I think that's such a good reminder is because it, maybe some people have like a pivotal event or moment, maybe, but for a lot of us, and especially people pleasing, which what we just said goes in hand with like, oftentimes very poor boundaries Mm -hmm. that you just get sick of feeling this way. I get Mm -hmm. sick of feeling, you know, intimidated by so-and-so I get sick of feeling like a doormat with Mm so-and-so I get sick of feeling wrong in every circle that I'm in. I feel sick of, you know, being afraid of someone's reaction and then walking away, being pissed off at the world because, you know, whatever, like it just the dynamic and and that kind of thing might be enough for people to be like, I've got to get this figured out. And, and, and those I think are like subtle clues, but if, if you are, if you find yourself, anyone listening, you have like, there's this dynamic, right? If it's a specific person, how you feel, or like, a situation, right? And you walk away and you have some sort of passionate response, anger, mm. you know, overwhelm, whatever you've got, like, there's your clue that your authentic self in there is like, is screaming like yeah. I'm in here, right? Like you're, you're not honoring me, but I'm in here and I'm pissed off because you yeah. just did so-and-so do whatever again, or you just put yourself in that position again. And now here we are, we feel like shit again and I'm over it. 
I don't think it's 100% of the time, but the saying of what triggers you is about you is usually pretty right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So this hasn't always been you. You were kind of sick of feeling this way, right? And, and, and finding in new circles, like a new way of experiencing things and, and new thought processes. So what kinds of things have you done from going from people pleasing to being, you know, I'm sure it's not a hundred percent of the time, but a lot of the time, most of the time, just being Katie, what kind of things did you do to help you kind of get stronger or more solid in who you are? Okay. So it's like a cleanup in real life and social media. Like you have to identify where you're expelling your energy in a not good way. And you have to stop making it easier for yourself to do it. So if there were accounts that I was following that enabled a lot of my judgment, a lot of my crappy fly off anger or whatever, like they had to go. The people in my life, we have people. (laughs) There are people that are our not self triggers. And I understand like sometimes it takes a while to get to where you can be around them and you can not engage and do all that. But for me, it was making myself not available for it was the easier way. So I had to kind of put up boundaries for myself to not seek out different ways that I can go down. Um, what else? Gosh, there was something. Hold on. It's going to come back to me. I can't remember. It'll come back, but there was something I was like, I gotta remember to say this, but I will. Um, what the else? First kind of a cleanup, like, like this auditing of like, where am I? Like, who am I around or where am I? And where I am, whatever, whatever, not self, if it's people pleasing, if it is just well, okay. So another thing, then this, I think this was kind of where I was thinking too. another form of people pleasing that I didn't realize I was not thrilled that I kept doing was <laughs> I think people, myself included, and this is still something I'm working on, but we have this like need to fill the space when other people are uncomfortable. We have to figure out how to like fix it, or we have to figure out how to make them feel better. Or we have to do all these things that I've noticed would only further enable the downward energy in myself when I would do those things. And so like, if I am having a, if I'm voicing my thoughts or feelings on something and someone doesn't necessarily agree and they're not coming from a place of like, how can we get to a resolution? They're just letting me know why they don't agree. And I'm feeling like, okay, I have to further defend myself, but I've already said what I, what I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I had to get very good at be like, I understand that. Like, we just don't see eye to eye on this mm-hmm. silence. I don't, I understand. Like I see it, I recognize it, but that's like, but what I think, and this is why it's right, blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of stuff. It was just like continuously scratching the itch for the other person. I'm like, if they're uncomfortable with how I feel about this was something I definitely have done a lot of work on and am consistently still doing it. But that's something I had to really do too, because my desire to make other people feel better was at the sake of me standing in my authentic, actual, real feelings on things. And then I was resent. What was that? Which feels awful. It feels awful. And then I was resentful to Mm -hmm. them. And I'm like, why? (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. not them. It's me. (laughs) So like, it's okay if we don't agree. It's okay if we're not eye to eye. It's okay if maybe I feel a way that scares me a little bit because I'm just like, you're you're out there on your own thinking this. But the reality is, it's like once I got more comfortable with letting other people be uncomfortable and it's not my job to fix it if we're not eye to eye, it also, I think, empowers them to kind of 
do a little bit of their own soul searching and deep diving. But I stopped putting myself in a position where I was always feeling combative or having to defend myself. Like what I, what I feel, what I think is what I feel and what I think. And if I'm, I'm not afraid to see things from different angles, I'm not afraid to see that I could very well be wrong about this. And I don't think that like, I have to just not like, I think we have to be able to change our mind and change our opinions on things. If it aligns with us, but if it doesn't, that's okay too. Um, and that's work that is not sexy and that is not fun. And people don't, people don't want other people uncomfortable. So that's why I think our need to defend ourselves is because it's also to somehow make them think, make them get on board. And that doesn't work. I personally don't think. And honestly, that's a pretty like tactical for anybody that likes like tactical kinds of things. As far as takeaways, like think about that. Like anytime you're in a situation where you're just like, oh, okay, whatever, right? You're just, you're not, you're not being your full self and it's making you feel a certain way and you see other, whatever to just be like, oh, you know, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> Done, right? Yep. Like really practicing that because it will be hard for a lot of us, like mm-hmm. sitting in silence or like not placating or not, oh, it's gonna, I'm so sorry and over-apologizing or like you said, defending yourself. Okay. Got it. Thanks for letting me know. Yep. And take it to take it to your journal and just <laughs> journal the shit out of your frustration. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean, that's such it is. It's just um to to sit in that own discomfort for ourselves, you're right, but not sort of feed the animal and the other person in whatever the situation I think is a really, you know, practical thing that probably a lot of us could could apply to a lot of different parts of our lives. So yeah, give it a try. It's not, I'm not going to pretend it's easy. It's simple, no. but it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> no, I love that. Okay. So I want to be respectful of time and kind of try to wrap this up with, first of all, just like for all of it, just thank you for sharing <clears throat> your perspective on a lot of things. And I hope it does give some people some permission to approach things differently or think, think, think differently, or just recognize that like it's doable, right? Like if someone listening is like, gosh, I just, I just always feel like I need to try to make everyone else happy or make everyone else comfortable. And I really struggle with this. It's like hearing your story to be like, it is possible to get to a place where it, it's not like trigger proof. It's not foolproof, mm-hmm. but you can just feel so much more like at peace and at ease in your own body and in your own self. And like, it's possible to get there. Like, I hope people really hear that and and take that to heart. If you, if this is something you want to continue to work on within yourself. So and I think too, I'll just toss it in there. And this is why it's worth it on top of it. Cause I understand this is kind of hard work, but it teaches people how it teaches people what you're available for once you start doing it. Like they don't know until you actually put your foot down on what you are and aren't okay with doing and talking about anymore. And you will know what you are and aren't okay with, with what feels good and what doesn't feel good when it's happening. And when you start noticing that doesn't feel good, and then you start continuously showing up saying like, I'm just, I'm just tired of this conversation, or I just don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm not really like, can we just talk about something else? After enough times, people will stop bringing it to you. I used to be a very like drama magnet person. People really just wanted to go down. I don't know if it was the way that I would like give it back. I'm like, oh my God, tell me more, blah, blah, blah. But I realized that afterwards, I'm like, yuck, I feel bad if I see this person that like I just heard all this crap about. Like now I'm sitting here kind of judging them or I feel bad because this person's talking. I'm like, I have to stop doing it. So like when you make the decision and you start owning that, like I'm no longer the the conduit for the 
nasty talking about other people. I'm not saying this is normal for everyone. I worked in offices and like restaurants and bars. So mm -hmm. like everyone, it was just a lot of people with a lot of time, downtime, just talking. But mm -hmm. like once I stopped being available for it, people stopped bringing it to me. So, and then I started to find that I just wasn't feeling lousy. I wasn't feeling like a bad friend or a crappy person because I just was no longer a participant in it. And once you see it, that you can apply it in one little thing, you could test it out with a whole bunch of different things. And social media is a great example. Like my sister sometimes messages me. She's like, can you stop telling people not to give you advice on the internet? I was like, no, because people don't give me advice because I remind them that I'm not asking for advice. If I'm just saying that Hunter has a cold, I'm not asking for what to do. I'm just saying he has a cold because that's what's going on in my home. She's like, I guess. I'm like, but that's what it comes down to. Like you teach people what you're okay with once you're sure of what you're okay with. And you have to do that soul searching, I think, in mm -hmm. real life, on the internet, in your workplace, like, and people will respond. We don't give people enough credit for their ability to like respect other people. But yeah. I think that that first part is important. For sure. For sure. No, that's, that's, <clears throat> that's helpful. The longer it's been going on, the more reminders it may take, right? But inevitably, if you hold your boundaries, um, and, and you, you know, people will start to respect them or you'll, you'll likely kind of know what the next step is and whatever you yeah. need to do, but to, to identify your boundary and to hold it, um, people do adapt. They figure it yep. out. They'll find the next person to gossip with, or they will find the next person to shit talk or whatever. Right. Yep. Like, for sure. <laughs> So let all my listeners know, like what's kind of going on in your world besides, like I said, I'll obviously put in, you know, your Instagram handle if anybody's not following you, but like what else is going on in Katie Rollins world? And if people are <laughs> wanting to work with you and kind of soak up more of this yeah. and the different things that you're a part of. What oh man. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a lot of things simultaneously at the moment, but it feels really fun. So I'm going to stay there until it doesn't. Um, yeah. I am. So I'm on Instagram and that's probably the place where you can get up to speed on everything I've got going on. It's katierollins.insta. Right now, currently, I like before this, I was just re I was recording a new module called Inspired Action. I have a course called Become a Money Magnet. So I'm also like a money mastery coach. And that is because we can talk about that on another episode someday. Mm -hmm. I have done an absolute ton of work, have been a student in the realm of improving my relationship with money. And once I really got that under my thumb, it's been a very abundant <laughs> time since then. So I created a course called How to Become a Money Magnet earlier this year, and I was just recording a new module that's coming out right now. Um, you can find any of my courses I have at katiescourses.com, by the way. And I also, I've brought up human design a bit here. I'm still not completely sure what I'm going to be doing with that other than I found it, became obsessed, got certified, can do human design chart readings. Um, I use it in coaching my clients that hire me as a personal business coach, but then also in my network marketing team, I have, I have used human design in so many different ways in coaching different designs. And it is life altering. So if you guys don't know what your human design type is or want to deep dive, if you go to hdwithkatie.com, you can get a free chart. I've done masterclass videos for every design type. You can watch them all there based off of what your design is. And then if you ever want to do a chart reading, you can get information there too. And who knows what I'll be doing six months from now, Megan, because I just keep getting led to cooler and cooler things. So 
Um, you have your yeah. own podcast too. So oh, like, and I do, and I podcast. <laughs> yeah. So just if you want Katie in your ear, right? Like hearing her and and resonating with what she's saying and want to soaking up a lot of this, like we'll put all this stuff and and I want everyone to hear like, yes, probably you work a lot with business owners or entrepreneurs, but some of these things about your relationship with money or human design and its benefits, like that's not just for business owners, right? Like you I'm can actually really- thinking about it. The only one of my courses is pertaining to actual business. Yeah. Everything else is truly about helping you become the human being that you want to be like we you're a soul you're in a body you've got one life that you're aware of here how do you want to maximize it to feel the best in your body is really what my courses are about so they are about it's very much so mindset work it's very much so about money mindset um I do have a couple tangible like social media things but even my social media course create standout social media is actually interestingly enough all about mindset. I'm not going to teach you about reels and things like that because that's it's all about consuming. It's about what you consume on social media and how you can put out content that when people consume, it's literally like life-giving for them. And all of that boils down to mindset stuff too. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, you said it best, right? You want to help people maximize the one life. I mean, the one life yeah. that we can hear. What, I, nothing else to say about that. Everybody get into this world check her out in all the places, check out all the links in the show notes. Thank you for your time. Thank you for this conversation. And thank you for being unapologetically yourself everywhere in person on the internet. Thank you for like leading the way for those of us that it's, it's, we're still maybe a couple steps behind you. Thank you for leading by example. It is my pleasure. And I think your, your journey is going to be well worth it. And just remember, just you're all, all you're doing is just gaining getting confidence. You got to mess things up and you got to do it wrong to figure out how it feels to figure out how to do it right. And I'm excited. It's awesome. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and listen to this episode. I know your days are full and there are a million ways that you could be spending your precious time. So just know that you choosing to be here with me doesn't go unnoticed. If you don't want to miss another chance to prioritize yourself and refuel that cup, then hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss a thing. The best way to spread these messages is to share, rate, and review these episodes. I want this podcast to support and nourish you through whatever you're going through in life. Please reach out to me on Instagram at any time at Megan M. Colsing. I'd love to hear from you because my mission is to help support and guide you to that magical and fulfilling life that you deserve. And in case nobody's told you yet today, you matter and you're doing a great job. See you next week.